The Money Show. Small business. Small Business Focus brought to you by Ned Bank, voted South Africa's best SME bank in 2022. See money differently. Ned Bank is a licensed FSP and registered credit provider. Pablo Fatidi is with us this evening. Pablo is the founder of Auric Business Accelerator. Let's talk about people and why people are important and why, um, you know, as inconvenient as teams can sometimes be if they uh, become complacent or you fail to manage them properly, why they are truly um, indispensable in you growing your reach, your business and your potential, Pablo. You know, Bruce, everything in business is fixable. I mean, that's a wonderful thing about it. If you if you build a business um, correctly, you, you effectively have a business model and a business model is made up of suppliers and customers and it's made up of your operations and you've got a whole lot of what we call commercial functions that run through the business, the way, the way that you market your business in order to find new customers, to educate new customers about your offerings, the way that you engage with them, to sell to them. Once they buy from you, whether it be a service or a product, the way that you fulfill your promise, the way that you build it, the way that you administer, all of those elements, the functions are, are quite technical. And as a result of that, if you, if you create a function and it doesn't work, you can tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak until you get it working and then continue tweaking it until you perfect it. The thing that changes it all is the thing that is not that technical. It's that, it's the thing that without which you can't get any of this going, and that's people. And people themselves are opaque, without any question of doubt. When you meet people, you have a sense of who they are. Very often, whether that sense is accurate or not, you're going to make a call on it, you're going to act on it. And whether you've read the person right or whether you've read the person wrong gives you a very good sense of whether that was a good decision or not. And mostly business is always, always, always about people, your ability to read people, your ability to work with people, your ability to not take anything personal in business and your ability to, and I don't mean this in a, in a horrible way, Bruce, but to get what you need out of people in order to move a business forward. You don't have that people insight. You're going to struggle from the get-go. Okay. So, uh, I suppose before you can get people to work in the business that you're building, you kind of got to know yourself fairly well and do it with a, a degree of clarity and honesty that might make you blush or upset you or annoy you. But until you truly understand what you're about and the business that you're building and what it's about and how you interact with that business, it's kind of impossible to get the right people in that business to support you with your strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, I think it's the biggest hurdle that you need to overcome. You know, we have a sense of ourselves and very often that sense of self is heavily flawed. If you think about what happens to us, you know, effectively we are born, uh, we then get manipulated from the date of birth by the wishes of our parents their guidance, their thoughts, if you're lucky enough to have parents, if you've got good parents, perhaps the guidance is a bit better than if you have poor parents. You then go into a schooling environment, you get subject to a whole lot of different influences over there. And it's really, really hard to have a true, true sense of who you are and what matters to you. It's argued that it takes time to get to know who you are. And until you have a good sense of who you are, it becomes really hard to find yourself 
acting in a business that you feel a good affinity with, that you feel aligned to, creating um, a career out of a business that is, that is not full of friction and conflict with your own personality. You know, for example, I, I remember years ago, I had to do some work in a really big theater complex. And a theater complex, effectively, if it's a big theater complex, and this was an enormous theater complex, this theater complex had four stages to it. And all the stages set the various scenes. There were four big acts. There were four big scenes in this theater production. And what happened is in the brief intermission when they changed the scenes, the mechanics of the entire hoisting system would kick into gear and move from scene one to scene two. So the curtains were closed. The scene that you were in was by a river lakeside. Next minute, the curtains open and the scene is in a forest or in a city, whatever the case may be, depending on the production. Now, the kind of people that are good at doing that kind of work are very, very different to, in this particular theatre complex, the kind of people that you find in the front of the house, the people who are receiving guests. If you think about it, the first individual, that group, that team needs to be mechanically minded. It needs to be highly organised. Mm. They need to be structured. They need to have strong technical interest in how the various stages articulate. Whereas the others who might sit in the front of the house welcoming guests to the theater need to be warm and fuzzy and social and engaging because their job is to sell drinks and coffee and cakes and sweets and what have you to that particular audience. And it was a fascinating turnaround, Bruce. Because when I look carefully at the people in the front of the house and I look carefully at the people in the back of the house, I suddenly realize that the front of the house should be in the back and the back of the house should be in the front. Huh? And the moment we moved, the more technical people away from people interaction to the stages and the hoists, that worked beautifully. And the moment we took the people at the back and put them with people in the front of the house where they could be warm and fuzzy and chaotic and disorganized and laughing and joking and congenial. It's simply that move alone turned the entire theater complex around. It needs you to understand yourself and how you think and how you tick to understand the difference between you and someone in front of you. So you can put that person in the right place within your organization. And that's fine. I mean, okay, so then there'll be people, but you've also got to be guided, I suppose, and you can't, we've all got our biases, we've all got our beliefs, we've all got our likes and dislikes, and we can't sort of do this in isolation, surely, because uh, in order to understand the sort of people we need, we do need to do this old-fashioned thing of understanding the customer, because we may think our customers are like us because they like what we do for them. Um, they may be fundamentally different to us and, uh, and, and, and everyone else we know. And if we make some assumptions, those could be expensive. Yeah, very much so. And this then comes back to understanding yourself. If, if you recognize that you are indeed a unique individual, a unique personality, and you find comfort with your personality, you find comfort and contentment with who you are as a person. You turn around and you say, I'm good enough as I am. And from that perspective, when I look at other people, instead of me projecting onto them qualities that they don't have, instead of me looking at them, wishing they were different, again, qualities that they don't have, I'm going to be an impartial observer 
and I'm going to take a step back and see them for the differences that they have in comparison to me. And that starts putting you in a very powerful position because the first thing that it does, Bruce, is it helps you listen with the view to hear, not listen with the view to reply when you engage with somebody. If you have strong intent, if you want somebody to be something that they are not, because it simply suits you. And in selling, that's when you're asking and listening for somebody to say yes. You're not asking and listening to hear what problem you can solve for them. You will believe that that transaction, that interaction will lead to a customer being secured and signed on board. And then when you go back home and you wait and you wait for confirmation of the order and you almost feel gaslighted, you almost feel that they're ghosting you, you almost feel that they have vanished. You then start to question, well, what happened to that transaction? What happened to that deal? Actually, when you were selling, you weren't listening. When you were selling, you were selling. You weren't listening with a view to respond to what you were hearing. You were selling and listening for a yes, but there was never a yes there. That's when the conflict between who you are as a person and who that individual then works against you. If you can see they're fundamentally different to you, Bruce, it helps you relax in the process of selling. It helps you relax in the process of management. It helps you especially relax in the process of recruitment because you want to, you're clear in your mind that you need to see them for what they are and then you need to locate them sensibly in the business where they can shine in their own individual right, as opposed to you slotting them in because it's convenient for you. Okay, so we know who we are. We know where our business is. We know who our customer is. Now it's about identifying the people. This hiring business is complicated, Pavlo. I'm not too sure I like it very much. No, no, it's, it is a very, very complicated process. And, you know, I think, especially within the world of small and medium business, Bruce, you know, in certain corporate entities, these big multinational corporations, they recruit, they, they use recruitment firms that have extensive tool sets, enormous tool sets. And these tool sets are used to try and psychoanalyze the individual. They do a whole lot of cultural um, assessments. They really try and get the culture piece and the values piece right. And Bruce, I don't need to tell you how many times do even those very, very large firms, with all the resources they have behind them, how many times do they get it wrong? And then they oh, get yeah. bad hires. Okay. And I mean, there's some pretty expensive bad hires. I think there was the old mutual issue that took place last year, where there was a complete misalignment between, I think it was the CEO or the chairman and the board. Um, it becomes a very, very expensive process. I think that when you're looking to hire people, to the extent that you've understood your business and you have a good sense of what kind of personality fits well in your business, you have a good sense of your own values and the values of the company you're building, you need to hire on the back of that value discussion. And that's not an interview. That needs to be a social engagement. It's interesting. You know, I spoke with a, a business that's emerged out of Cape Town um, just yesterday, a really interesting business. And they've got a very, very, very neat service where they come and they medically condition your bed and pillows. And they get rid of all the allergens that can be uh, uh, quite something to deal with, you know, for certain people. And it's a really clever service because it's so simple and it's so pure and it's so well-defined. Now, the question is, 
What kind of person do you hire to provide that service for you as the CEO of that company? And we had a long debate around this because getting the wrong person to provide that service, walking into customers' homes, into their bedrooms, the most private space in the homes, can be a disaster. And we had a long debate around this. And I said, look, in your hiring practice, the one thing I would do is that once you've understood who this individual is, once you believe they can do the technical job, which is quite an easy job to do if, it's, if the training is provided, you need to make sure that when they walk into that home, when they provide the service, and when they walk out that home, they leave a really good experience. And he said, well, what is another way of evaluating that? And I turned around and I said to him, I would go and interview them in their homes. Because if you step into their home and you see how they behave in their home, it starts to give you a good sense of how they understand the word home and how they would more likely than not behave in somebody else's home. I think it's a crucial element of that recruitment process. And that's where you need to start thinking out of the box, because if you get the hire wrong, oh, it can cost your business. Pavlo Fatidis from Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you, Pavlo.